What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's convenient courses are helping me learn real-life conversation skills in Spanish. It's getting so easy to learn how to order food, ask for directions, or speak to merchants. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com SPP. That's right. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPP. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPP. Rules and restrictions may apply. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The podcast where we talk to smart people, but not necessarily done by smart people. That is an awesome question. This one goes down probably on one of my top five. Hey, I like nutrition. I like to eat food. This is the coolest thing ever. We're going to do this forever. I wish I paid more attention in that class. You know, I'm going to be honest, I don't understand that. As a man, I just, I don't get it. Welcome to smartpeoplepodcast.com. Hello and welcome 2019 Smart People Podcast. Bringing it to you with, guess what? Let's see if you can hear it. Do you hear the ice cubes jingling? John, say hello. Hello, everybody. It's, uh, it's that time of year where John and I get to hang out and record and really just just have some fun. And reflect on what was the year. I got to say, I look forward to this. I look forward to it because it's not really business for the first time in a year, you know? Yeah, and also we used to record in the same place. Oh my How many gosh. years ago? Three years ago? Four Feel, years ago? Feels like a lifetime. Oh, it actually was way longer. Can I tell you how much I hate recording without headphones on? Oh yeah, I knew I knew you would. How do I get but them? I honestly I can't hear anything, so I probably won't even wear them. But how do I get headphones? I mean, we could try to split it somehow. All right, I guess that's not worth it. It just doesn't it doesn't even feel like I'm it doesn't even feel like I'm on. I know you can't hear yourself. I know. But I have mine turned way down because like I didn't want to hear later if there's any latency what do you think all that is that is your voice oh i see on my mic and vice versa so anyways uh how's everybody doing by the way dax shepherd you know he's armchair expert yes 
he likes listening to himself too. That's something because oh, I a listen lot of to people, his show. A lot of people do. It's funny. There will be people that don't have headphones on podcasts. Yeah. And they'll have guests on and they're like, is there any way that I can get headphones so I can hear myself? I don't feel like I'm actually doing a podcast yeah. unless I can hear myself. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I'm not yeah. a fan. Oh, well, I guess I'll just have to keep sipping on my uh, my whiskey. By the way, speaking of whiskey, you think we're actually going to include that at the end? I think yeah, we why should. not? John and I kicked things off with a whiskey tasting. We did what? Seven? Seven. Seven, seven whiskeys. Yeah. It was... <laughs> it's the gamut. Yeah, it it goes all the way from decent to literally the I'd say one of the top five worst alcohol alcohols of all time, easily. Which was Southern Comfort. It's so gross. <laughs> it's so gross. I'd rather have vodka in a uh, just vodka, like a plastic bottle, like warm vodka. Yeah, that gross stuff that Ugh. we used to drink in college. The orange, Ugh. the orange vodka with uh, no. with orange soda. That was good. Yeah, of course no, it was good because it was like soda or orange Gatorade. Gatorade. Bacardio and orange Gatorade. Yeah. That'll, that'll get you every time. So we, look, I mean, it's, what's the date today? December 30th. It's the 30th. And, uh, and technically this is coming out still in 2018. Yeah. So don't listen to this. If you're listening to it now, wait until tomorrow. They wait can't, until they can't, 2019. They, you cannot listen to it. I'm just going to take another sip. So wherever you are out there, hope you had a good new year. Hope you're excited for 2019. I hope that Smart People Podcast is not only going to be part of your life, but is going to be part of improving your life in 2019. Ours too. Well, it always does. Man, speaking of which, did you see all the things on the uh, document I sent you that we have to work on? It's too long. Uh, how... There's too many things on the document. I think so this there's... is an open call. If you want to like help us with things yeah email us we'll oh, be happy I'm to supposed have to send charlie if you're listening i was supposed to get you something over the break you were going to help us out we've got some listeners helping us out with things that was my bad but i think we've got about 18 projects uh on f- to help with this podcast yeah and some of them are really big yeah so yeah so anyways um i don't know i think so we for those of you that don't know and by the way there are over 10,000 of you listening, anywhere between 10 and 15,000 of you, and about 20 questions were submitted. So look, I'm not going to call you out, but I'm calling everyone out. But to be fair, I think we only mentioned it on the podcast once. I did in a, in an outro, the, the link, uh, smartpeoplepodcast.com slash questions. And we sent it out in a newsletter and tweeted about it, so... You know, I have an idea. All those fake bots online, they're not submitting questions. I, I have an idea. Why don't we leave that link open and throughout the year people can submit questions? Yeah. No, it's there. It's not going away. What's the link? Smartpeoplepodcast.com slash questions or question if you're too lazy. <laughs> if you, leave off the S. If your S I set button up, isn't working. I set up both. <laughs> well, if your S button isn't working, they're screwed because... <laughs> Smart People Podcast has multiple S's and questions also has multiple questions. You can't send it to Mart People Podcat. Yes, the podcat. (laughs) Oh, man. I really do. This is my favorite time of year. I mean, I hate the fact that Christmas is over because let's, let's all be honest. The most depressing time of year is like just after New Year's when you realize now the only thing you have to look forward to is terrible weather yeah 
You know what I mean? And it's always hard, too, because you spend Christmas or Hanukkah or any holiday with family and friends not working most of the time. Yeah. So you take, you know, five, six days. For you, some of us, you take two, three weeks. But, yeah, you know, man, not give, or take, give or take a day. Yeah, it's tough to get back into things. Mm. All right, so for well, hopefully this will, But hopefully this will help people get back into it. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe you're listening to this on your first commute back into work in 2019. We are the first people coming in your ears. With the, with the, first, time, <laughs> with the first time that you're on a treadmill. <laughs> Ever? No, for the year. Everybody's on a treadmill like the first week of 2019. I'm, I'm on an elliptical. My back can't take the shock of oh, running. Gosh. You're so <laughs> old. Now, now that we're old. All right. For these questions, I'm thinking yeah. since I have them in front of me, I just read them. Well, wait. Why don't we, before we get into questions, why don't we do a brief uh, off-the-cuff year in review? Let's do that. Okay. So we'll start with podcast year in review? Yes. All right. What's your favorite episode? Oh, we're just diving right into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? Um, I would say James Clear. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the recent. That was episode 311. Yeah, I think that was a huge, that was a huge gift for us. James is an awesome dude. And I love that Eddie yeah. on our softball team was the one that tweeted like, hey, guys, you should have James Clear. And we had already been talking to James Clear about having him on the show. And then his his episode was just phenomenal. Yeah, he's a good dude, I gotta admit. I liked him. I'd say, you know what mine was? And this is actually a plug for a purpose. So my favorite episode was probably uh, 305, which was Joan Williams. And I have to admit, that was one of our less listened to shows. Yeah, I actually want to know how many how many downloads that one has. I think it was like sub 10K. Oh, I doubt it. Well, I don't know. But anyways, in comparison to a lot of those other ones that are around 15 or whatever, Joan, I will say there are a few episodes in the history of podcasting that change my paradigm. They they literally will forever change my life. Like history of our podcasting or yeah, all yeah. podcasting? No, 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 ours. Um, but that has forever changed the way I view the world. And that's a pretty... Well done, Joan. Yeah, because... She talks about essentially, well, it's about class clash, right? Her book is White Working Class. I talk about it with my dad a lot. And it's, but in a nutshell, not specifically talking about her book, but what she's teaching is that you cannot understand what other people are going through if they're different from you. Like, you don't know what it's like to, you don't know what it's like to live somebody else's life. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. And it just made me realize, I mean, questions that you might ask that seem very obvious. You know, I remember one of hers was, look, if people in middle America can't get a job, why don't they just move? And, you know, it's, it's, that's not that out of the question. Yeah. But, man, she just punishes that answer. How many, how many downloads do you think it has? I think she has 9,500. As of today. 9,500. 11,933. Uh, wow. Not bad. But it is one of the lower listen, right? No. Huh. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, then my plug was unnecessary, but I would go listen to it if you haven't. Yeah, uh, still go listen to it. You won't be disappointed. Get us to 20,000 on that one. Tell me more about 2018. T- tell us all, John, about your 2018. Well, I started at a new company in 2018. Mm. Started at Perfect Sense as that a product was this manager. Year? Yeah, April. How crazy is that? Wow. Yeah, it felt like forever. And that's been going well. Um, 
I'm on a project in DC, so I get to commute back into DC. I was going to say, has it really been going well? Yes. Yeah, it has. And the, the I feel th- like you work too hard. No, well, at times, but now with this new now with this new project that I'm on full time, it's I mean it's a it's a normal a normal gig, like normal hours, normal everything. Huh. Which has been awesome. The you only were thing, working like Yeah. I was working hours a day or something. Probably right? like ten. Yeah. That's still too much. It is. I agree. Huh. Okay, new job. Oh. New I, wife. Yeah, I was just going to say. Well, wait, that came out wrong. Not necessarily like new wife. Got married in a Ju- wife in June. Yeah. Right. So June 16th. Uh, also, shout out to my brother. That's his birthday. Thanks for oh, sharing wow. that day. What a jerk you are. Well, here Did was... you purposely steal your brother's birthday? Now, every year it's going to be like, happy birthday, but it's John yeah. and Amanda's anniversary. Yeah. Well, that only matters to her and I. Uh, but there was at the venue that we wanted to go to, if we wanted to get married in summer it was either mother's day or father's day and mother's day was not about to happen wait so is the day father's day the next day is oh uh, so that that sunday is father's day and who cares less about those days (laughs) you're gonna say who cares about father's day i was gonna say fathers 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 don't care i don't really care yeah, so we didn't want to we didn't want to put everybody's family in the position of like having to celebrate Mother's Day the next morning uh like away from their home and all that kind of stuff. So we went with the Father's Day weekend, which That's happened fair. to be Dave's birthday. Well, and Dave sorry did. Dave. Dave didn't care. He did care. He told me silently. Oh gosh. He didn't, I don't think. Uh and then we went on our honeymoon in Antigua. Wait, before we get to your honeymoon, I heard, rumor has it, somebody gave an awesome speech at your wedding. I heard it was good. I don't Who, know. It was like it was like a was mix that? of like a tearjerker with humor and I will I will say, so for those that didn't know, Chris was my best man in the wedding and he gave an oh, awesome me. awesome speech. And it was funny because I gave him a a, a little bit of like parameter stuff. We won't mention We don't have to it. get into it, but your parameters <laughs> were quite small. <laughs> right. And then you told me that you were like writing something and you just threw the paper away and then gave this off the cuff speech that was ridiculous. And people still talk like Amanda's brothers mention how good of a speech it was, how funny it was. They compare it to like other speeches for the weddings that they went to. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. No, I've So that was the third wedding speech I've given. So my brother's Donnie's right. Yeah. And then Q6. Oh yeah. And all of them Funny, I don't remember were done in the same manner in which I get a theme like weeks before. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. like I'll, I'll, I'll really spend time. I remember yours. I was actually falling asleep and the theme came to me. So I got up and I just typed the theme into my phone. Oh, I thought you were falling asleep at my wedding. No, no. It was this theme. Like the idea was John and I have actually been married for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And so that, so I actually, I'll never forget. I started off. I said, I said, um, you know, today is actually a really sad day for me. Yeah. And I remember looking out at people's faces and they were like, what is about to happen? Yep. Like, where is he going with this? And then I said, you know, it's it's my turn to give John away. Um, so that, that so idea came to me. So then for me, the way messages like come into my brain is that. And then I spend weeks kind of just mulling it over. And then when I decide, okay, it's time to turn it into a speech... It took like 
five minutes because it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't write it down. I just write like a few points. I was going to say they're almost like uh touchstones. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know, whatever it was, but anyways, and, and that's, that's served me well. It's a lot, you know, it's funny. And I think a lot of people, cause I mean, I speak for a living who, who do something for a living. What. It, it takes more work than it seems, but it's like mental work. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like hashing it out in your head. Yeah. Anyway, hope you all enjoyed that. Tw- other 2018 things, like, mm, not much. I mean, a job and a wedding, it's... Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. And we just relaxed for a bit. <sighs> How was your 2018? My 2018 was a blur, man. I'm not going to lie. It's probably the most I've worked since I was in my early 20s yeah. in finance. It was the most I've traveled. I probably have had 60 or 70 trips God. this year. Um, and then I had a kid. And yeah, you combine this is all kid those. number two. Kid number two. Kid number two, by the way, he, man, I can't even explain it. He is like so chill. He's like so easy. I don't know. It's bizarre, man. It's really cool. Is kid number two the last one, or is there going to be kid number three? Uh, it depends on who you ask. Okay, I mean, so asking you. Asking me, it's definitely, it. this is it. And I'm pretty sure if you ask the wife, she would say the same thing, too. The problem is, you know, in a marriage, uh, there's not always a guarantee that, that you stop having kids. Well. You know what I mean? Like. You could. Uh, you you can you could guarantee it yeah so actually that's what i'm 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 debating like let's talk about the big snip mm. how do you feel about that how do i yeah uh, well i mean it's not even a thought in your head at the moment no. but like but uh, imagine it how do you feel about that i don't know i don't know if i cuz we have friends that have done it yeah i don't know if i could do it that's my point. I don't want to do I feel like it's really emasculating. Yeah. I I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, I also wouldn't want Amanda to get her tubes tied. Right. No, you can't do that. I'd just be like, okay, cool. We'll I mean, just, you can. Look, no judgment. We'll but I'm just, just make sure this doesn't happen. But like, if, but here's the thing. If in 2018, somebody is going to get their tube of some sort, cut or snipped or tied whatever they are it should be the man oh sure you know it's easier it's easier it's reversible it's less painful so i yeah. I, I wouldn't ask that of a wife but uh yeah i don't i don't know man so i don't know what to do about that good luck so when you say is this the <laughs> last one my answer to you is hopefully maybe <laughs> it might hopefully. be hopefully yeah because but you know she she's good she let me sleep a lot this year so my wife that is so um, I can't complain. It was, it was one of those. You know, actually, I have this new theory. And listeners might appreciate this. I started it uh, this year, actually, is to pick the three things that I want to focus on and only those three things. And you can only compare yourself against those three things. So number one was sleep? No, number one was health this year. Mm. And it was like all-encompassing health. So it was like what you eat what you think, what you do. It was like, you know, mental, physical. It was more all-encompassing, right? And then number two was family. And then number three 
was work was like, and by work, I, I don't even mean work because that seems kind of obvious. So it was overall health. Then it was specifically raising two children and maintaining a marriage. And then number three was trying to build up more of a nest egg. Like mm. it was more monetary. Work. Yeah. But I've been thinking about next year and I think it's actually going to start with strength. So not health, but I need to get stronger. Then it will be, you got to keep family up there. Obviously the focus there. And then it's, creativity so it's like these projects and stuff that i'm really fired up about but the cool thing about this this three issue is you you're not asking too much of yourself so like there were times i'm like oh i didn't you know read enough books or work on enough of our projects or whatever and i had to say yeah but they're not the three things that's true it's a good one god i didn't read a lot in 2018 yeah you should probably step that up yeah Wait till you have kids. You're not if only at all. if only I had like a flow of books coming in. Yeah, I just find that funny because I literally have two closets full of books. It's amazing how many books people send us. Dude. It's, even to think about like, I think in 2018 that kind of blew my mind where publishers and publicists and whoever else just reach out to us and are like, here's an advanced copy of the ebook. Here's a book. Let oh, I didn't let us think about ebooks. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. I did. I re- we should open up a PO box. You know what I need to find? N- Naval Ravikant. I think it was him. He wrote this quote. No idea. Well, he, he tweeted, but it was brilliant. It was like there's three types of books. Quoted it was like tweet. it was like the kind that you don't need to read, the kind you read the first two pages and you know what the rest of the book is about, and then the kind that you read multiple times or something like that. And he's so right, but like. So many books I read this year, after the first quarter of it, I didn't need to read anymore. Can you stop reading books? Like, ever? No, no, no. Like, if you pick up a book, oh, you start reading it, and I used you get to, two used, chapters into it, I used to have an issue. Stop? Yeah, I, I used to... It would cause anxiety. Yeah. But now, a lot of people because can't do we that. get... But because we have so many books, and they all sound great. Like, every book I receive, because they're good at marketing these things, right? Mm-hmm. But every one I receive, I'm like, oh my gosh, that title sounds awesome. Uh, but no, I've realized that there's few that are really good, and most of the ones we try to interview on the show, and the other ones are, are great and all, but they're just they're. I was joking with a friend; they could be pamphlets. Well, books are also a lot like advice from friends, right? Like there are certain friends that give you advice at times that you want to hear it yeah, and need to point. hear it, and I find books to be like that. There are certain times where I look yeah. at a book, I'm like. This is amazing. This is what I want right now. And I consume it. There's other times where I start reading a book, slam it shut. Nope, not going to do this. And then like a year later, I'll I'll open it up again. And at that time, I'm like, hmm, I do need this right now. Yeah, I think you're so spot it's on. All, it's, it all depends on like mood. You know, what's funny. What so through. we've like we've we've covered some topics on like what podcasts were our favorite. What 2018 was like marriage, new job, kids, uh, getting a vasectomy reading i'm really interested in the listeners opinions on all these things you know what i mean because if i was listening to this podcast right now i would have a lot of opinions yeah i'd say well this is how i feel about what do you that. want to hear about from people i do i, I want to hear about it no but what do you want to about, i want like, to marriage? know their opinions on these things all right so we want your opinion on your marriage and how it's going <laughs> kids books books no like, like the specific questions yeah can you stop reading books and how do you feel about about vasectomies? Those are two of my big ones right now. Chris needs to uh, crowdsource people to figure out if you should get one or not. Nah, I'm good. I, I, hey, I'm a man. 
Yeah. I'm a man. I can make decisions on my own. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so that was 2018. It rained a lot, but we don't need oh, to talk about God. that. And I need more vacations. Yeah. So. Question time. Time to get into some questions. Thanks for submitting for those 20 people I did. Yeah. And so when I asked for these questions, I asked if it was okay to read folks' names on the podcast. And uh, everybody said yes. Sense. Really? And I'm going to butcher some names and I apologize ahead of time. Go for it. Uh, so the first... Wait, how are we going to do this? We both have to answer. Yeah, we'll clearly. both answer, but okay, I'll, I'll read them out. Uh, the first one's from David Hrivnak. Mm. We'll call that correct. Uh, sorry if it's not. Hrivnak. What's up, Dave? All right. So his first question here is, I continue to be impressed with the quality of your interviews. Thank you. Just kidding. Chris, yeah, we can just Chris end it does. there. All right. <laughs> and episode over with. Wow, look at that spike. Yeah, You're that's going to that's that gonna be. Yeah. yeah, so don't yell into your microphone like <laughs> I got that anymore. Excited. Thank you. Uh, they seem so fluid and natural, but I bet there is a lot more behind the scenes. About how much time do you need to devote for a one hour podcast? I feel like this is a trick one question. One hour and one minute. I feel like this is a trick question. Why? Well, because I don't want to say, oh, not that much, <laughs> because then it doesn't feel special right so i'd say eight years has been devoted <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say you know i mean i remember i still remember preparing for our first 10 episodes for yeah hours but so you ages know, of notes right and now how long does it take you to prepare for a one-hour podcast all right so i'm gonna let you behind the curtain on my end it totally varies based on how interested i am in the guest and when I say that, yes, there's a level of interest in all of our guests. But just like anything, some topics really strike me more. And if I get their book, which most of the time we do, and I pick it up and start reading it, usually I get sucked in. So there are times, uh, I can tell you actually, an episode that I recently did that has not aired yet. I read the whole book. So, I mean, you're talking hours and hours and hours, right? But it was fun. But there's plenty of podcasts where, and look, guys, I'm just going to be real with you, 15 minutes before the episode, I don't know who we're interviewing. And I've got this process down to, I'll pull up their Amazon and I will read book reviews. I will pull up the email that they sent, which has a review. I will pull up their bios, which are the things that really interest me the most. And I'll write down three questions. I'll, I'll write down the thing that I want to learn about them the most. Like maybe it's about their background or their motivation or their education. Then I'll write down one thing about the topic that I selfishly want to learn. And then I'll write down one specific targeted question about their book. And the thing is, with those three questions, that's all I need. Yeah. I can talk to somebody for five hours. Sure. And, yep. and so to Dave's question... It's just part of now the eight years of practice plus the personality of, of really, I will say this, I'm seriously super incredibly interested in everyone we interview. Yeah. You know? And then from the actual like editing and putting everything together aside, um, very similarly, yeah. if I'm interested in the interview, I'll actually listen to the entire interview as I edit. Uh, but if not, I can just kind of visually see the things that I need to edit uh, within my software program, the editing program. 
Uh, so I can do that pretty quickly, but it probably takes total two hours start to finish to go through like the editing, chopping everything up, putting it together, recording the ads, posting it to the website, all that good stuff. So, you know, two hours if I'm not interested, three to four hours if I'm super interested. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I actually think so. If we were to combine it, just to give you a real answer, I'd say on the low end, you're talking a total of four hours. Yeah. It'd be probably about two hours each. Yep. Um, And that'd be, you know, including scheduling, preparing, interviewing, and all that. Mm -hmm. And then on the high end, of course, it can go much higher if you're reading the book. I'd say an average is probably between five and seven hours. Yep. Agreed. So. All right. David's second question is, do you find it hard to juggle full-time work, a family, and podcasting, which I assume takes a good bit of time for a quality segment like yours? Uh, yes and no. So it, there definitely is juggling of work, family, and podcasting. Uh, but like Chris just mentioned, we've got it down to where on the low end, we can do it in what, four hours? That's between both of us. Between the two of us. But if we wanted this to be where we want the podcast to be, then yes, yeah. it's extremely hard to juggle full-time work with this. I mean, we have to give some context though, because so for example, we've been doing it so long that, and John and I have talked about this. We know what the shape of the word um looks like in the editing process. Right. So we teach people to podcast, right? And it's such a long process, but when you do it for this long, that's why it can go kind of this fast, you know? But, but if we did all the things that we wanted to do, this would be a full-time job So let's also tell the listeners this, right? Like, I will tell you to answer Dave's question, is it hard to juggle it? It's really hard. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. And the reason is because of our aspirations. Like if we said, oh, we'll just put out the podcast and not really care, then yeah, fine. It's a little, it's a couple hours. But I mean, the amount of time we spend like preparing about what are we going to do next? How are we going to make this sustainable? How are we going to make some money? How can we make this a full-time job? Let's work on this project. The number of balls we have in the air actually at this exact moment is probably, there's probably six things we're simultaneously working on, on top of, as you mentioned, job and family. So yeah, it it's hard. And I'd say the mental burden of like not performing to the level that we want is, in, in my opinion, is the hardest part. Agreed. So, God, I'm glad we started off with David's questions. Yeah, they're good. This may be too personal and that's fine, but I wonder if you're able to make money with your podcast or is it mostly a labor of love? And the million dollar question comes out. So, I mean, look, let me tackle it from my angle first, which is when we started, we didn't even think you, I mean, the thought of making money was hilarious. Like that's not even a thing. Yeah. And then a guy reached out to us three, four years into it. And said, hey, can I sell ads for your show? And we were like, ha, yeah, buddy, go for it. And he sold ads. I will never forget the first time we made like $500 on a show. And I think you and I went and just spent it on like champagne or something. Because that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. But since that time and since we've had years, I think, I mean, look, and this is one of those things where we're opening the kimono, right? Yeah. I think like the most we ever made was like just north of 30K. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, I don't know, put it where you want to put it. In podcast world, it's fantastic. In the world world, it's 
not going to do much for two people pre-tax. But, you know, our goal, we've talked, we, we just had this conversation. How much would you need to make to do this full time? Yeah. And what did we come to? Like 75K each? Yeah, I think so. For us to actually quit and not have benefits yeah. like, with our jobs. Which, yeah. again, I realize that people all over the world listen to it. But just where we live and all that, that is nothing. Yeah. I mean, so from my perspective, yes, we do it because we enjoy it. It's given me more than money could. But the goal is to make money simply so that we can do this full-time. The goal is to get this to a business where we're making at least $150,000 off the podcast, so we're each making 75K, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Um, right now, like... With that the, is a long ways away. Yeah. yeah. With the, the number of hours that we put in, we're still making about 45 bucks an hour, which is kind of crazy. Hmm. If we could figure out how to do that full-time. Yeah, time, that's interesting. You know? But I feel like we're capped a little bit. We are. We we're are also because not very. I mean, we're again, we're not big. Well, but we're, we're not, not big. We're no. by no means small either. So from like the, we, would you say we're still in the top one percent of all active podcasts? Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Top ten. Based of off Lipson, you think we're top tenth of a percent? Uh, maybe not top tenth, but I would say definitely top percent. Yeah. yeah. So again, uh, the money thing. Yeah, it'd be great. And we're actively working towards it, but only in a manner, and I think this is what John and I always try and do, only in a manner that however we made that money, anyone who's a part of it would feel like it's an honest, worthwhile investment. You know what I mean? So, yeah. All right. We've got a question from Savannah Wilson. Uh, Sorry, Savannah. I think David stole your thunder a little bit here, Mm -hmm. but the question is, given your full-time jobs, children and spouses, hobbies, and other commitments... How do you find time to maintain this podcast, researching new guests, reading their books, preparing for interviews, editing episodes, updating the website, marketing, <laughs> etc. Yeah, marketing is What's cool. your secret? Well, our secret is we don't do marketing. Yeah. We're terrible at it. You know what it is? It's like the 80-20 rule. We, we do focus on the 20% of things that get us 80% of the results. Yeah. And we've gotten those down to a science at this point. And now it's those other 20% that yeah, are Yeah, now we need us. to figure out yeah. how to market. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, yeah, it's probably that simple. Plus, I will say this, I, and I don't know about you because you don't have kids yet, but like podcasting is definitely a four-letter word in my house most of the time. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, I got to go podcast. And Heather's like, oh, great. You know what I mean? Not that she's not supportive. It's just it's taken... Uh, a lot of time over the years you know what i mean yeah i don't think i don't think amanda minds it no not yet because she doesn't care if you're not helping her out with whatever she's doing right now watching tv on the couch she don't care about that that's true so i guess again to to kind of ride that earlier question the answer is uh we we do the best we can and we leave off a lot of stuff we leave off a lot which by the way savannah she because i know her that's my cousin oh is it really yeah she listens to like she is a diehard she loves this but you want to talk about doing everything she's literally gone to like every ivy league school in the country she's i mean she's one of the smart she aced her sats like you want to talk about doing everything it's pretty much her happy uh happy holidays sav All right, this next one definitely came from my wife, but it says it's my dog, Tucker. How much bourbon will you drink? Your wife submitted a question. 
Yeah. Oh, no. This is Tucker submitted a question. How yeah. much bourbon will you drink? Surprisingly, I think the bourbon tasting is going to significantly lower the amount that I drink. Oh, it definitely will. Because it was kind of nasty. Because you drank that SoCo. Yeah. So, not enough is the, is, the, uh, is the answer. All right. The next one, actually from my wife, Amanda. Why doesn't John let his wife talk more on the podcast? I'm going to let you answer it. I don't not let her talk on it. <laughs> she's done ads. I think she's done ads for it. And I think she's been in the outro like one or two times. And she loves being on it. I should have her on more. I mean, what? Yeah, what's she going to say? What do you want to say, Amanda? You just. She you loves. Step right up. She wants to make a podcast called The Podcast Podcast or The Podcast Haters Podcast. What, she wants to hate on podcasts? No, she, she thinks it's hilarious to make people that hate podcasts really angry. So she was going to have a podcast where she just like recorded sounds of outdoor ambient oh. noises. Or people chewing oh. or just silence. God, that is awful. Yeah. No one would listen. All right. Question from Jason Jung. What is the best question to ask someone when interviewing them? Oh. For example, job interviews, the podcast, a fireside chat, group dinner, etc. What is the best question? Well, okay, it varies based on all those. So you said when interviewing them, but a job interview question is obviously going to be different than a podcast question which is going to be different in a fireside chat. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what's like a common question that you could ask across all of those? Okay. So here's one of the primary things with questions. You have to think about without leading them at all, which look, I'm going to admit, I, I plenty of times I do that. So I don't, you know, always drink my own Kool-Aid, but without leading them, you want to get to a level of depth that, they haven't had to think about in previous interviews. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So yes, when I say to somebody, hey, tell us about your past. Okay, I've said this, I've said this, I've said this. That's fine. That's just setting you up, yeah. right? But you try to, and I think what what we do on our show is, these aren't questions about their book all the time. Yeah. You know? Like I, I just recently, I was asking somebody about their, their motivation. I really like understanding people's motivation. And they're kind of caught off guard by questions about their motivation. Yep. Because most people don't think about that. Do you know who I learned this from? Do you remember Kevin McCarthy? Yeah. He does like the movie interviews. Yeah. He asks such like detailed, specific questions. Like he really digs into cinema making and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he'll ask these questions to producers, directors, ask actors that they've never been asked before. So they're always like thrown off guard and they're like, Dude, that is an amazing question. Yeah. And then they, they shoot the shit for the rest of the interview because they know how invested he is. Yeah. And I've always been blown away by that. But it, it's definitely true. Like you have to, you do have to kind of catch them off guard for something that they've never been asked before. Because everybody's always like, tell me about your book. Well, like, and I think it's funny you say that because people I know that listen to the show will always highlight when, I mean, you know, if you're out there listening right now, you go back through our episodes, you'll hear almost every guest at times pause and say, wow, that's a really good question. And those are the ones, the reason they're good is because they're using that as a pause to think. Yeah. It's like, whoa, you know what I mean? And to your point, it goes to show that it is not scripted. Exactly. Right? Because, yeah. because pro tip, the vast majority of my questions aren't scripted. No, you need to have like two or three 
just to fall back on just in case. Yeah, because right? how can you flow? How can you, you okay, can't. put it this way. How can you show someone you're actively listening if your question it does not flow from what they just said? It's just like a complete tangent or diverts from, yeah. And that's one of the that. things that bugs me about most interview-based podcasts is somebody will say an answer and then the next question will just come out. Yeah, nothing and I'm to like, do with it. Wh- yeah. Where'd you go with that? So I don't know if we actually answered your question because it varies, in my opinion, based on what are your goals, what situation are you in, and what are you trying to get from them. I would say a question that allows them to go deeper and that they haven't answered before. And I'll tell you a cheating question that I like to ask on podcasts is, what is the most interesting thing that we haven't talked about? And that is cheating, right? Because fine, but they're the experts. Like the number one thing I try to remember, or I don't even have to try is they know way more about whatever we're talking about than I ever could. So what energizes them? And then when they ask it, we just roll with it. All right. A question from Alan Flanagan. With the explosive growth in number of podcasts, where is this content media heading and what are you doing to stay pertinent in the field? Wow, that's a good one. So podcasts, I think this year kind of crossed the threshold where you look at these huge YouTubers, huge, like 15 million, 20 million followers. They've all started doing podcasts. Yeah. You look at the H3 podcast with um, Hila and Ethan Klein, as sad as this is, the Jake Paul, not Jake Paul, Logan Paul. So Logan Paul's got like 20 million subscribers on YouTube. He created a podcast called Impulsive, and now he's completely focusing. On, so he's transitioned from doing YouTube videos to doing this podcast because wow. he caught a lot of flack for like that Death Forest thing and just really bad yeah, videos I mean, that I he was making. About it, but... Um, but it's now gotten to the point where. I mean, Conan O'Brien has a po- like just started a podcast. He's really? got a podcast on Earwolf now. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. This this medium is slowly taking over pretty much everything. Even if you look in China, dude, yeah. the numbers in China like it's absurd. You know what cracks me up though is how people I read a lot. Oh, are we just in a podcasting bubble? No. And it, well, here's why it cracks me up. Would you say we're in a TV bubble no. or we're in a we're we're in a Netflix bubble? Nope. No. What what entertainment? What what you answer me this? What entertainment truly bubbles? Like tell me one. One content platform. I mean they go they like they come and go away like, like radio, the the level of radio but but it shifts, right? Like And it didn't happen in 3 years. It if, happened in oh, like yeah six decades but if you look at if you look at the number of people that listen to radio and what was being siphoned off of that was what was rising for tv yeah right yeah now the same thing's happening with like tv where tv is going down and streamable things are going up podcasts i mean it's this new thing it's not like taking away from anything it's just growing yeah which is crazy i look at podcasting like blogging it is in that you know yeah yes if you got in 10 years before everyone else, that's helpful, which is kind of how we did it. You can still be successful, right? And even though not as many people are talking about blogs, it's like ubiquitous. I mean, it's just, you have one. They're coming back. You have one. But you know what I'm saying? Like, show me a business that's like, you know what? Let's not have a web presence or a blog. 
they're going to come back with all of the all the negativity that's surrounding Facebook, Twitter and these social media sites and how many like quote unquote bots are out there, how many clicks are faked and all of that kind of stuff. I think we're going to see a lot of businesses moving back to like personal websites, blogs and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I mean, so to your question about where is the content well, what are we doing? Heading. Well, where is it heading? I mean, I think it is still in its infancy. And my Agreed. guess is continually, or, or it's going to continue to have higher and higher production value. I agree. I mean, podcasts are getting so good. I just listened to this podcast called The Caliphate by oh, yeah. New York Times. Yep. It is mind bending. I oh, mean, yes. Yeah. Go, go on any website right now that has the top podcast for 2018 and listen to the top 10 episodes or top 10 podcasts they're all professionally made i mean you're talking teams of 20 plus people you're talking spending thousands and thousands of dollars on each episode i would venture to guess tens if not oh easily six figures maybe maybe some yeah so that's where it's going. I think high, high production value, which leads me to uh, what are we doing to stay pertinent? And I think there's two things that, in my opinion, and I'd like to hear yours, but one is trying to, you know, side note, we're going to be, or we are working towards creating a network. So more shows that maintain the same voice or style or goal of ours, which is, interest in kind of the vastness of knowledge right the vastness of what we could learn so i think the network uh that we're kind of creating and is in its infancy and eventually to get to those more highly produced shows yeah i'd really like to create some story-based shows i was just gonna say storytelling is we have to move to storytelling even if it's still with like our interview style podcast yeah moving to moving to a story-based narrative where we're telling a bunch of the story about the show and then including some of that interview to like make it, I don't know, make it a story. I I think that's where we're going to have to head and maybe different kinds of shows too. Well, and to plug this, if you haven't already, head to smartpeoplepodcast.com slash society because one of the things we're trying to do is just ask our current listeners, hey, what do you like? What don't you? How could we improve? And we'll use that to continue to deliver the things that they want. So for example, we sent out, and by the way, if, if our society members are listening, thank you. I hope you got your free books we sent, etc. But one of the most common responses we got was, hey, we need more written content, meaning, oh, yeah. you know, transcriptions, show notes, exercises, things that we can follow up with. So I'd say maybe, I don't know if it's my top, but one of my top three priorities for the podcast in 2019 is to get all of the show transcripts up on the website and have them easily searchable, which by the way, you may have noticed we have a new website. It looks awesome, but blame John for the fact that you can only get to episode three or four. If you'd like to defend yourself, feel free. You can get to the other ones. You just have to know how. What? Okay. In front of everyone, when are you going to, how, when are we going to be able to, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, find all of them by December 31st, 2019. Not no, I would say I would say in the next few weeks. I just need. I honestly just December. I was hoping to have a uh, a weekend where we weren't doing anything. 
Good luck. And that did not exist. How about if you get the month of January? Yeah, probably. No, I probably. Mean, all I all I really need is like a Saturday. Oh, like a like a full Saturday. Make it happen. Go go yell at her. She loves activities. All right. So all that's right. what we're doing. Next question from Jessica Chastine. Which of your interviews have most profoundly impacted your day-to-day lives slash routines? Wow. Like in the history of interviewing? I guess. That's a really tough question. If we go all the way back to the beginning, number one, Walter Willett. One of the main reasons is I, let's just be honest here. I don't like eating breakfast. And I was told my whole life that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So our first episode, we interviewed Walter Willett, one of the most cited doctors in history or something, you know, Harvard. He's a nutrition guy. And he said, look, if you're not hungry, don't eat breakfast. So like that is an example of why I do this show because just go ask the expert. You know what I mean? So that one, Scott Carney, which we talked to him about cold exposure. He changed the way I view hot and cold. Like I did cold showers for a while. And although I don't do them as much anymore, I am much less sensitive to cold because it's a mental thing. So that one's big. Uh, Yuval Noah Harari, which was episode, gosh, 263. He got me to think differently about humanity, honestly, because I've read his books. We interviewed him. I've watched his TED Talks. So he's more, I'd say, expanded my wonder such that from a specific point of view, what has he changed? There's a couple of things. But just from the idea of the when you find somebody who's so articulate and their ideas are so eye-opening or bizarre, the want to learn more. So he was a big one. Simon Sinek, you know, I always mention him, but I am a huge fan of how he just took this idea of start with why. And now from the outside, it seems like he just goes and talks to people that have the same ideas and same um, wants and desires and curiosity as, as him. And so I want to follow those footsteps. Those are some for me that really stick with me. And again, you know, I can't say it enough. I go back to Joan Williams. She changed the way I think about people's differences. So I could go on forever, but I'd say those are some that really jump out to me. I'm just going to give one. What? Um, one? Yeah, yeah, just one. Okay, fine. And this was from 2015, Dave Burse, How to Be Creative. That one changed. I don't know. That's the one that's had the most, like a lot of episodes that we have have good advice and all that kind of stuff. But Dave's episode, for some reason, just really stuck with me. And it's definitely had an impact on my day-to-day life. You know which one I actually mentioned to people a lot? James Nestor. So he was deep sea diving or free diving. And the reason is because that's such a random topic. I actually want to have more of those on. Yeah. But just that conversation was the equivalent to me of reading a really good fiction book. Now, now his is nonfiction, but where you kind of get lost in the story and the, the, the experiences of someone else. So that one I mentioned a lot too. You have another one you just discovered. Oh, and Alexis Ohanian. Yeah, I would have thought you would have said Episode 110 from 2013. God, that was so long ago. So long ago. 
Srini Pillay. Dude, that's another one. If you haven't listened to him, episode 51, go do that. Dr. That guy, wicked smart. I'll never forget. See, she's asking, I think it was a she. Was it a she? Yeah, Jessica. Jessica is asking, and how does it affect your day-to-day lives or your routines? I'll never forget his quote. And again, I might butcher the quote, but it was, he said something like, do you want to live an extraordinary life? Okay, yes. You know, I say yes. He goes, okay, then by its definition, it has to be unlikely. Mm, yeah. And he said, so, so, uh, you know, he went on and talked about it, but so I take that mindset in, you know, if, if something seems unlikely, that just means it might help me get closer to the life I want. And those are the types of things people ask a lot. What was your favorite episode or what was this? You accumulate this information. I really believe it becomes part of who you are. And listeners, like if you listen to a lot of these and all the other podcasts, you might not remember everything you hear, but it sticks with you. It forms your brain. It forms your memories. It forms your identity. You make decisions based off of it. And the ones I named and the reasons why, I think it's a great question. See, Jessica, now that's a question. All right. Next question is from Francisco Sanchez. Oh, what's up, Francisco? So Francisco actually messaged on Instagram and commented on our sticker post a long time ago saying that he wanted some stickers. Did you hook him up? Yeah. I was like, give me your address. I'll send you some stickers. If you want some stickers, I'm looking at a stack of about a hundred right here. Yeah. And it's funny because he messaged me back. He said, wait, is this for real? (laughs) And I was like, yes, it's very real. Oh, so like he didn't Francisco, think we were actually yeah. going to send him the stickers. Francisco, hopefully you got your stickers. Uh, also, thanks for the question. His question is, what would be the best advice that you could tell to your 26-year-old version? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Francisco is 26, maybe? <laughs> 26. So, I mean, really like dating myself. That was 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. This is going to be you know, personalized advice, right? Because for myself, I would have told my 26 year old self to start learning how to code Mm. and like actually do it. But if you were going to translate that to other people's thing, don't you think it would be the sooner you take action on the things you enjoy, the more time you will have to make progress on them. Yeah. Cause like you, you still want to do that. Yeah. But with time, things get more difficult due to circumstance and responsibilities and all that. Yeah, absolutely. But there's like also no, there's nothing stopping now. Yeah. Right. Because you look at it and you're like, man, I wish I would have told myself to do that 10 years ago. But in reality, I'm going to be working till I'm 70. I've got another 35 years to do something. Right. So if, if I want to switch and become a welder, like. I can start learning how to weld now, weld for the next five to eight years, become a good welder, and still have a long time to have a career for welding. Actually, to that point, I I agree with you that one thing this podcast has taught me is that a lot of people achieve success way later than you notice, Yeah, you know, or struggle way more than you think. So it's not about getting it done early. Well, we focus... We focus and celebrate on outliers, right? Like we look at Mark Zuckerberg and he was so young and we look at whoever else and they were so young. But then when you start looking at things like there's actors that didn't become famous actors until their 50s, didn't even start their acting career till their 50s. Um, So I would tell myself to do something, 
start but, but something that did. they like. I know, we but started the start podcast. something that you sure. And that, that's that probably would, the best thing. Right. One of the best thing. Yeah. Like just if you have an interest in something and you want to create something, just do it. It doesn't matter if it works or not. Like more than likely it's going to fail. And if it fails, you learn from it. Who cares? So just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. That sounds so cliche, but like well, do whatever you want to do. I think I would say kind of the journey is the destination a little bit. You know what I mean? Being, I was always so worried about, am I on the right track? Am I going to regret this? You know, am I going to figure it out? And the answer is invariably yes and no. Yeah. Like you don't know what you don't know and it doesn't always matter. Also, if so you don't to fail, enjoy it. if you don't fail, you're not doing things that are hard enough and like you're not learning anything. Sure. But you have to fail. Yeah. But what have you failed at? Life. I mean, think about it. Like, what does that even mean? I mean, it can mean different things, like you quitting your job. Yeah, I guess. But is, it's if you view it as if that. you I don't you can view that as a people, but people can view that as a as a failure, right? Like, I mean, think about it. If you have to dip into savings, or if you have to go into like other things, like or move back into your parents' house at twenty seven. Exactly. Yeah. People look at that and they're like, "Oh, I I don't want to do that. That means I failed." I look at it as that was really free. It was. <laughs> and it like allowed you to get or allowed to, it to at least help you get to where you want to get, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Failure's no, fine. It would be, yeah, it'd be stress less about the outcomes and more about what you're doing. I mean, I again, one of the smartest people I ever, ever interviewed will be in a soon-to-be-coming episode. And he... I asked him how he accomplished all the things he accomplished. And he said, well, I never focused on what I was accomplishing, just the joy of learning it. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, so that even when I go back to my first finance job, there was a lot about it. I didn't like, there was a lot about it. That was great. Yeah. But if I would have just said, and I, I tell myself this all the time, nothing is forever. Right. Like, I'm not going to be here. I used to always say, oh my God, I can't do this for 50 years. But if somebody brain... would have just said, you're not going to do it for 50 years. Right. Just enjoy the next year. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yep. That's what I would say. All right. So we got a handful of questions from Gary Kowalski. What's up, Gary? We've chatted with Gary over email. What can you tell us, your audience, about yourselves that would surprise us? I mean, I was a big, a big math nerd as a kid. I don't think that would surprise anybody. Oh, damn it! See, to answer this question, here's what you have to do: you have to think, what does the audience know about me? What perception or persona do I have? Right from the amount of hours they've been listening. For me, it's kind of embarrass—not even embarrassing, but it's kind of like weird. To I did not care about learning until. Oh, well, yeah. Right around this podcast. Sure. No, but that's weird because it's it's one of my soul driving forces now. But I feel like we've talked about that a lot. Where, you think so? Yeah, because the two of us often have said, like, we wish we cared in college. We wish we paid attention. Yeah, but do I? No. I mean, back then, you wouldn't change that. But from who you are now, you do because you enjoy learning so yeah. much that you wish you would have learned more back at that time, right? But you wouldn't change what you did then. Right. Because then, you know, you wouldn't have had all those other experiences and you would have just been learning and might have just been like a bookworm or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like that might be surprising. Yeah. Maybe not. I played piano for a while as a kid. 
Nobody cares what you did as a kid. That's not going to surprise anybody. This has us stumped, Gary. I don't like sleeping by myself. I mean, I do it a lot. That's a good one. Because I travel. I guess maybe I would... It's just more about being surrounded by people, which that I'd rather be surrounded by people. That's not that surprising. But I, oh, like yeah. the sleep thing, is that's an interesting one. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else that would be like surprising to people. You can't, you can't get away with that. I really like Harry Potter. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. I saw 19 Harry Potter movies downstairs. Yeah. Why? I, I mean, I've never seen one, so... So, have maybe you read the books? <laughs> There's a there's a surprise. I haven't read a fiction book in at least a decade. Oh man! So here's the the funniest thing. I I made so much fun of Harry Potter, and then one vaca- family vacation, I picked up like the first four books in paperback because I was like, ah, might as well just read while on the beach. And I read them, and I shit you not, I sat there and just read them cover to cover. Three days on the beach was like, well, now I need the rest Wait, of the book. are books. they actually good? They're amazing. They're amazing. As an adult male. Yes, as an adult male. And I was an adult when I read them. They're so good. The movies are so good. Oh, I love Harry Potter. Wow. that I'm surprised. <laughs> there we go. We, we did it. All right, Gary's second question. What are the most significant challenges each of you had to overcome? I know. Mine's easy. I... When I was 24, I mean, the re- everybody knows this, but the reason we started the podcast was because we quit our jobs. But like the impetus for me quitting was I had my first panic attack when I was 23, I think it was. And I mean, it took me six months to figure out what it was. Like, I mean, I think I saw seven doctors or something. Yeah, that's that, crazy. That was, that was so life altering. And I, the funny thing about it is I feel like panic attacks, anxiety, all that stuff, not to get on a t- off on a tangent, but it's gotten so mainstream, like, Oh, I'm, I get anxious, dude. This is not that this is like, you know, your heart is beating so fast and the room is spinning so fast that you have to high lay down under your desk just so you feel like you don't die type thing. I mean, this is like, take a sabbatical from work type thing. You know, it's not, and I'm not disparaging any level of discomfort in anyone, but figuring all that out, which again, and all these things end up in cliches because they're true, it becomes so formative. You know, it shapes, you know, I said, okay, I'm only going to not, it's not do things that I want, but I'm, I'm going to take my life a lot more seriously instead of just go where it seems normal. You know what I mean? Like quit and figure it out and dig deep and learn about yourself and work on yourself and all that. Uh, I mean, and I can't say it's all figured out, but it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, I don't really think about it anymore, but that was at least a, that was multi-year thing. So that was probably mine. I think for me, it's getting laid off at the start of the year. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure that there's other challenges that I've had to overcome, but that's the one that resonates with me the most since it's the most recent that happened getting laid off is weird because it like it does something to you mentally where for the first few weeks i was just like eh, you know i didn't really know <laughs> like what to do started having conversations with my family just being like i don't know if i'll ever get another job again i remember talking to you about that and it's super weird because and i'm like dude are you kidding me but f- when it's your perspective e- exactly yeah. it's so bizarre 
Um, so I think getting through that and then getting my new job, that was, but again, like that's not a huge, I don't know. I also look at this question. I'm like, you know, I haven't faced significant challenges through my, but also what is a significant challenge, right? Like you have to climb Mount Everest to get over something. I I mean, we had a guest say that, uh, Tony Shea, man. Well, well, there's that. He was one, but one of the ones that sticks out to me, and I don't remember the guest, but talked about you can't put a like a grade or a uh, you can't you can't compare levels of trauma, right? Oh, right. So I'm not saying a challenge has to be trauma, but or but it's probably traumatic. But like you know, everybody feels like this. You can always be one upped. Like yeah. you're like I got laid off, and somebody else is like, oh well, I got laid off for a year. Oh well, I have one leg i was shot at yeah and so like it always it can keep going but that's that is irrelevant yeah you can always be one-upped so i think the point is more along the lines of whatever your most significant challenge is is the only one you can own you know what i mean yep but to your point and again we've known each other for a long long time i mean for the most part thus far We've lived pretty easy lives. Yeah. Um, but comparatively, all, sure. I guess comparatively, like, though. You know, it's it's all comparative. And the one thing I will say that I think I've learned over the past decade and most people do is people are resilient as hell. Like yeah. you adapt. You just yep. adapt. You could lose a limb or a person or whatever. And for the most part, you rebound like more than likely we'll make it through yeah. i mean they the the studies basically show that aside from if you lose a spouse or a child almost every other trauma you revert back to the previous oh, level of happiness hmm. so anyways not that you asked also from gary what are your regrets you know i'm a dude you know I'm a, i will tell you so i forget who i was just listening to but the thing that I've tried to do since about 23 or 24 is say, okay, which situation or which which answer here will I regret more, right? And then making sure I don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I think the worst thing would be to get to 90 and, and really regret certain things. So in every scenario, I'm like, how do I minimize regret here? So I, I don't know if that's a great way to live, but it's, it's one thing that I do. But before I came to this realization, I wish I would have put more work into athletics in high school. You wish you would have put more work into anything No, as no, a high schooler. No, just athletics. That's it. I'm not saying it would have changed my life, but I at least would have given it like, no, know? but that's, but that's what I'm. What I'm saying is like, I look back at like the percent effort that I put into sports in high school, which was as little as possible not what, to get, I mean, maybe for you, to I know by. mine was not nearly close to as little as possible, but dude, if you think about the people who make it in things like sports or whatever, they dedicate their lives starting right. at like no, but, 15, but that's 14, what I'm saying. Like, I wish do, I would have done that. You do as minimal as possible to like get to whatever the next thing is. I think about JV baseball when we would go to like lift. Yeah. We did not put I know everything into and lifting. I wish I would have. Right. But, but think about it even more. All the stupid things we would do. Oh, let's hey guys, what are we gonna do tonight? Oh, let's meet up at the Exxon and figure it out. <laughs> like I wish I would have just said F off. Right. I'm gonna be, you but, know, in the cage or right. whatever. I that I that sounds like a stupid regret. 
but I, because I wonder how good I could have been. I'm not saying it would have been great. That's not the point. It's, I don't think I saw it. No, that's, I'm saying from the age of 14 to probably 24, the percent effort put into anything max was like 20%. Sure. Max. Sure. I get that. Into anything. Well. Anything. I put a lot of effort into like. You put a lot of effort into figuring out how to do the least amount of work. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That, I'm that telling was only you. work, though. But no, but like, because you're thinking of things like college, and I know in, in college, what was more important to me was relationships, and I still to this day think it serves us. Like, the, look at the sure. level of friends and stuff we have. But so I don't regret a lot of those things. In no, college. because you you're where you are, right? Like, and that's why I'm saying. For my 26-year-old self, like I would tell myself to do those things, but even to put in more effort, but ha- still have a good balance, right? That's what I'm saying. I think I, I think what I regret is I would go back to myself and say, don't have balance. Like be the psycho. That That's all you do. Yeah, but the I think that the balance that you have was probably like 90, 10, 80, 20. It depends on who you ask. I mean, if you think about it, dude. Think about if you would have done 50-50. If you would have done 50-50 and you were at 90-10, like that's five okay. times more. Do you realize output. from from January through what is it like May, we would go to school at 7:30? Yeah. And do an hour work like workout. Remember quick feet and all that stuff. Then do school and then be at practice from 3:30 to about 7:30. And then go home, eat dinner, and do it all again five days a week. I mean, that's a lot. I'm just, but I'm talking more about like focus practice, right? Summertime, right. Yeah, yeah. gym, all that. So, anyways, that's wow, that's a lot. But yeah, that's the thing I regret. I wonder how good I could have been. All right, Gary's last question: What do you value most outside of your family? Oh, by the way, getting back to that question, you, you're no, going back. Remember you have when, regrets about <laughs> not answering. No, the not question? that question. Remember the one about what's a good question to ask. Yeah, I heard an interview question and it was very similar to this, which is tell me your the thing you're most proud of. And it can't be related to a previous job oh, or yeah. a relationship. Yep. And I love that. It's very similar. Like, of course, we value our family. OK, fine. What else? So anyways, just I like that question. What do you value most outside your family? I might be interpreting the question wrong to some extent, but I value the personality trait I have that does not attach ego to opinion. And what I mean is like, I go into most things willing to have my opinion changed. So new information can shape it, other people's thoughts, what I learn. And the reason I say that is because I'm actually working on some ideas and a potential book about it and everything that's like, we need less certainty and more openness, more, of course, curiosity. But so I, I value kind of the um, ability that I think isn't always natural or normal to say, okay, I might be wrong or I might not understand this, but it can then shape my actions in the future. And it, it took me a long time and a lot of this podcast to realize that a i have that trait and b it's not that normal i don't know that's mine Hmm. 
What about you? I value alone time, like just being alone. And whether it's learning something new or reading or playing video games or whatever it is, I don't know. There's something about like doing something by yourself to either quote unquote better yourself or like relax yourself. Do you know what's so weird about that? What? I mean, I, I'm, it's great. It's not disparaging. I hate being by myself. I, I know. <laughs> like, I know. And Heather's the same as you, right? My Love wife. It. And so it's, it's great. It's a great thing. But I think it's because, and I'm starting to realize, I think it's because I don't, like my brain will go just crazy. You can think so much when you're alone. Yeah. No, I love, well, so that's the thing, like. But if you're doing something, I guess. I, I can, yeah, I can shut off my brain pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, you can, yeah. So I just enjoy that. I Maybe it's, I value shutting off my brain. Who knows? Yeah, but, but if you do it by yourself, that's more meditative than laziness. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I like it. All right. That's the end of the questions. Again, if you have additional questions for us throughout the year, you can still send them to us. www.smartpeoplepodcast.com slash questions. You can email us, tweet at us, whatever. If John sounds like he's falling asleep. It's late, man. It's 940. Yeah, after drinking some some bourbon. Oh, you need your alone time now. You need your, your... Brain clearing time. No, but what else do we... I mean, there's so many things that we should be talking to people about that we're not yet, but all in good time. Yeah. We've got a lot of cool projects coming up. We do. And I I do want to plug... I've been meaning to do this for a while. We have this on the docket, but we are going to make the society... Just continue it. I'm not saying it's this big thing, but we're going to continue to add to it. So if you want some inside track stuff... Sign up at smartpeoplepodcast.com slash society. I'm also, look, here's the deal. I'm trying to give away some books. And I'm not kidding. Like, this is half doing me a favor. Um, I have, it's got to be around 200 at this point. And my wife is sick of them. So we are uh, giving books away to society joiners. Now, the workflow to do that is still a little muddy. Why? They just go to smartpeoplepodcast.com slash society and sign up. Right, but then what? I mean, we'll get, we'll have a list of people that signed up after December 30th. And okay. We can email them and say, hey, send us your information. We'll send you some books, yeah. some stickers, ask you some questions. The prerequis- prerequisite maybe phone is calls. you have to fill out a survey, and it's kind of on purpose. I mean, the survey takes 10, 15 minutes. If that, right? Well, I don't know. But the point is, if you don't want to fill it out, that's fine. But then you just won't get a book. I mean, it's that simple. It's easy. But aside from that, we like hearing from you. We want to grow the show. Hope you enjoyed this long rambling episode. And happy holidays and welcome 2019. Yeah, and if you want to hear more from us, listen to the next 30 or so minutes of our whiskey bourbon taste test if not, just stop the podcast. Who cares? We yeah, already we, downloaded it. We haven't edited it yet, but it's probably only going to be like 10 minutes, don't you think? Oh, I think it'll be a little bit longer. Maybe well, it'll be like 20 minutes. Down. All right. If you want to listen to us for anything between five <laughs> and 50 minutes <laughs> in 50 drinking minutes, whiskey, drinking whiskey and rating them and talking about them, just, just hearing a, a fun time before the episode, 
keep listening. If not, hit stop. I'm not offended. So, thanks for listening. It's been real. 2018 is in the books. Goodbye. Let's see. How much do you think should go in each one for a test? What, what do, you, do you think? Where are you? Is it enough? That's, that's like right half. If we get any more than that, we just can after. Okay, you can't come in here. Yeah. <laughs> I just smelled the worst one, and it's terrible. I can tell it just from the smell, dude. I won't even need to drink. I tell you this right now. I won't even need to drink the SoCo. I will be able to tell the SoCo just from the smell. Yeah, it smells like gasoline. It smells like college. Well, pour, pour a little much of that one. You might not, might not want to finish that one. Let me go through the, the brands that we have. So nobody's saying that we have like the best selection ever. We've got some good ones mixed in with some trash. And we're seriously missing Woodford, which angers me. So we've got Oak and Eden. Where'd you get this, Roach? What's the story behind this? I got it for Christmas. Okay, Christmas. We've got Four Roses Small Batch. We've got Eagle Rare, which is my new favorite. So I'm, I'm hoping I, that one wins mine. But I'm, I'm not biased. Um, we've, we've got Four Roses Regular, so not Small Batch. We've got District Made, which is, what's the story with this? This is DC. Okay. And then <laughs> from the dredges of your <laughs> alcohol bar thing, we've got Gentleman Jack and the infamous Southern Comfort. Both of those came in like plastic airplane bottles. Yeah, those were airplane bottles. So uh, what are you thinking? What do you, what, what's your, what, do you, what do you think you will prefer? No, don't go through the nose yet. What do you think you'll prefer? Like any of those bourbons? really cinnamon. Any, any of those bourbons that you think you would prefer? Uh, I mean, I haven't had, I haven't had the Oak and Eden, so I have no idea. Okay. Eagle Rare is good. Okay. The Four is Small Batch is good. Okay. I like those, hopefully. But I think everything's going <laughs> to, yeah, I think everything's going to start like tasting the same. It will. You're going to need to clear your palate with some water in between. Yeah. Okay. I'll get you a water. I can't smell the difference between any of them like they all smell the same i, I mean I, but i can't I'm i also back, can't so i don't want to taint my whatever i also can't smell that well okay do you know ever since i got that broken nose in um in college yeah <laughs> you want to tell that story no i mean i got elbowed once yeah. And I asked you, I said, hey, is something wrong with... Hey, playing basketball. <laughs> is something wrong with my nose? And I said, yeah, it's fucking crooked. And you said, yeah, it's crooked. So I sat for like two minutes, and then I played again, and I got hit again. <laughs> it straightened out. <laughs> it did straighten out. And it gushed. Yeah, it's exploded. Dude, when I went to the ENT and they x-rayed it, they're like, oh, you went and got this set last night? And I was like, no. Yeah, somebody said it with their elbow. Same guy, rebound. Too. All right, game on. This is gonna make me vomit, dude. Come on, it's whiskey. Yeah, but like, you don't have to. You don't, oh, I you like, don't have to take the whole thing. I like whiskey over the point. Ice. I, I get it. So and do I. But it's we. You actually get the flavors. All right. So this is one. It's really sweet. Okay. So one is sweet. Oh yeah. Did you get that pen? Oh yeah. Is it so you can take some notes? Yeah.
I think I know what that is, though. You, you're allowed funny. to guess. Will you tell me if I'm right? Can I tell you? I actually don't know. Oh. Because what I did is I wrote them and then I numbered them differently. It's a long story. What was that stuff called? Uh, this is actually funny. I, I really don't know. I could do it. The only... No, I know some of them. All right. Moving on to number two. Okay. Well, what did you think of one? Sweet? It's just... What was yeah. your guess? Your it's guess fun. was what? DC. The DC one? Yeah. But that can change. This... Oh. <laughs> Your face doesn't look good. Oh, so that's, that's awful. So number that's, number two is terrible. That's Southern Comfort. I'm pretty sure you nailed that one. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Has, I mean, I can smell it, it from here almost. Because here's the thing: like it smells like it should have lime in it. <laughs> that I'm actually surprised that it tastes like this because that almost that tastes like 99 like a so so cool lime. lime. Yeah. yeah, I know. God. That is so. Yeah, clear that palate. That's some. Na- that's some kerosene. Oh, dude, that is awful. Oh, we're on the three. Hmm. Surprisingly smooth. It's, it looked like. It's very light, like very light. So like watery. You think? Is that is that what we're saying for three? Not watery. It's just very. Oh, so you're you're judging the 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 color? No, 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 no. The the taste. Ah, it's very light. Okay. All right. Number. I can four. get down with that. On the four, you're really mowing through these things. How do you feel about four? Mm. Not a huge fan. I, dude, I'm gonna feel so bad if I guess these wrong. It's not about guessing. No, but like, it's I'm I'm interested in doing it so I can literally say, oh, you know what? I'm gonna drink this more often. Really wish we had. We're gonna do this again with like really good bourbon. Oh my like god. we're gonna get our Basil Hayden and we're gonna get our Woodford and Shut we're gonna up. get our, you know, oh, Woodford Angels Envy and number on, five is on the five. Number five is light, but um, uh, oaky, maybe? Ooh, light and oaky. I like it. Yeah, I feel like that's um, that's either Eagle or Four Roses. But also, I've never had Oak and Eden, so I don't know. Right. You can't necessarily know. Are you making note of which ones you like more? That's the point. You know that, right? Yeah. The point is, like, if I were to rate them. Yeah, so far, I think... In order. You have to retaste them? No. <laughs> I don't. That's a quick response. I don't have to. Remember how you're allergic to Milwaukee's best? Yeah. That's um smooth, sweet. Is that number six? We have to we have to verbalize. You're really bad at verbalizing. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> this is a very visual medium right now. You'll rather you'd rather listen to, to my tasting. It'll be more uh That was six. It was smooth and sweet. Seven. Oh. <laughs> that face was too good. I don't know what it is. I don't know what that is, but I do not like that. All right, so scratch that one off the list. Mm. I have an idea. So go through, do what oh. you need to do, but let's not flip them over. We can do it for mine next, so you can order and shit. What do you mean? Just don't flip yet. Don't. Flip you can just drink these. these. I, yeah, but I know, like, I know oh, what that yeah. is. I know what that is. That's so what do it. I need to do? Like, put them in order of what you like, what you don't like. Put them in order of what I like. I mean, hey, man, okay. it's for you. Um, this, is, this is for your knowledge. Ah, uh, this is so weird because... Is that your second least favorite man. behind Soko? Yeah, probably. So, in order... Oh, you want me to just say or actually move them? Hmm. I think... 
Seven is my second least favorite. Two, which I thought was the Soko, was my least. Um, I'd probably go... This is really funny. It, it, it is a more visual thing. This is funny to watch. It's like... <laughs> hmm. Like, I honestly have no idea. Um... You, it's... What do you mean you don't know? You don't know which ones you like better? Yeah, I don't know which one I like better. Mm. That's interesting. I like this back scratcher. That's a little too sweet. Yeah, I don't know. Let's do five, six. Is that all of them? Five, six, three, one, four, seven, two. I like it. Can we reveal them? Now, what I'm wondering is, do we reveal yours now? Yes. Or do I go? Okay. Okay, yeah, while it's now. fresh on your mind. Okay, so in order, he picked number five, his favorite, Four Roses Small Batch. Wow, good good work there. Wow. I dude, that was the one thing that I was most concerned about was like picking like Really? Gentleman Jack. Why? I'm not worried Six. about that cuz then I'll just drink Eagle Gentleman Rare. Jack. Yeah, you got you, I mean, dude, so far you're on fire. Wow. So his number 1 pick was Four Roses Small Batch. His number 2 pick was, was Eagle, Eagle Rare. My number 3 Your next one was Four, Four Roses. Roses. Dude, you're like <laughs> on fire. Wow. All right. And then my fourth pick was Oak and Eden. Oak and Eden? Interesting. I thought that was... So... Hmm. See, I don't know what that tastes like. I've never had that before. Yeah. My number... F- so Wait. you're on four now. Hold on. I definitely... Or number four. Ooh. Yeah, you're right. So the fifth in order is District, District Made. Hmm. Fifth in order is District Made. Six... I thought that was Jack, which is Seven funny. is going to be Jack and... Then, Gentleman Jack. Yeah, and then Soko. That's it, dude. I would say, like, if you switch Eagle Rare up, that's a that's pretty close to probably how it should go. Oh, but I love Four Roses Small. Batch. I, I'm saying for me, yeah, yeah. Interesting. All right, so number one was Four Roses Small Batch. Two Eagle Rare. Three Four Roses. Four Oaken Eden. Five District Made. Six Gentleman Jack. Seven Soko. I probably if you were to say can I if I want to list these would you list in that order you probably would wouldn't you I just I didn't know with Oak and Eden right so Oak and Eden and District Meg could have switched right um but yeah that would be the order nice all right so use this booze but somehow you have to you know what I'm saying yeah use just use different glasses use this use these glasses I, do you care drinking out of the same ones? No, but my point was that you're going to have to rinse them so they're not tainted by pre-existing. Like, if I smell a tiny bit of Soko in any of them, I'm going to be like, that's disgusting. Oh, I was going to say... Do you know what I'm saying? I was going to say I was just going to move these around. No, because I know it. what this one is. Oh, true. I know that the blue... Oh, it's making my nose run. Just use... You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. use, like, these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of those do I have? Three, four, six, seven. Perfect. Well, yeah. I'm actually really proud of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, really surprised. You were really nervous there. I was. You're going to screw it up. It can't be screwed up. All I know is if I pick Gentleman Jack as number one, I'm buying five bottles <laughs> and saving. Three hundred dollars. You would, dude. Gentleman Jack. I, it is kind of expensive, I think, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's not like cheap. Right. Yeah. I mean, I really do think that the cheapest one there is probably so good. Did you just pour all the booze down the drain? 
Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but... It's tainted. Taint, oh, tainted by you tasting multiples? Yeah, I want it... It does. It needs to be pure. I want it in a glass. Yep. I want it over... Let's see if we get good sound effects over here. Too. Oh, yeah. We are ready. I'm in my, um, my water cup. So I'll put this here. Yeah, definitely get a water, water mug. Oh, an actual mug. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I'm excited. I'm not going to lie to you. You know what I'm not excited for? Just smelling Soka. Like, yeah. I don't even want it. Bowl. I'm, I'm almost thinking to I'm just... Excited to Smell it and then just put it out. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. What oh, this smells good. I can't remember which is what. Number one, smells sweet. <clears throat> wow. Smells sweet, but it, it hit me a little hard. I wonder if that that could just be um the fact that you know the first bourbon, my taste buds weren't ready for it. That's pretty good. It's lingering. <laughs> Uh, this is this is now I see why you're making those faces. Whiskey warm with the ice, not delicious. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like yeah. And I know people that are like purists, whatever. But I like it watered down a little bit with some. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Yeah. And cooler. <clears throat> a one was definitely harsher than two. I don't like two. Let me see. Two is, uh, let's see. So one, right now I have, <coughs> smells sweet, but it's a little rough. Two is much smoother. That's all I got for two. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. I think I like it better than one at this point. Ugh, nope. <laughs> you, have <to laughs> no. you have to drink it. <laughs> there is go. You have to drink it. No. Oh, dude, it's going to ruin like everything. It might not be so. It's SoCo. It might not be. I, it, trust me, it's SoCo. It might not be. Uh, it's SoCo. It might not be. <laughs> There's no, I would bet anything on it. It might not be. No, oh, it's SoCo. Mm-mm. Ugh. Oh, dude, that just, I just had every bar I've ever been to between the ages of like 21 and 30 flash through my brain. Uh, like for some reason, I just saw, I just saw so the good. guards. Uh, exactly. Like why? Oh, I remember. Or McFadden's. So good oh. lines I remember, remember um, Clarence Ballroom. <laughs> oh, man, that just ruined it. Okay. Regroup. Oh, that's gross. Ah, I taste it. It lingers. It smells a little like rubbing alcohol. Oh. Uh, you don't have... I'm not a fan of that either. Wow. Yeah. Nope. Do you need like a saltine cracker? I might. Oh. Whew. It's not... There's nothing harsh about four. It just... um. Yeah. I really don't like Soko. I I didn't. I was unaware of that. Thanks, thanks friend. Mm. That's what people want to hear. A nice palate cleanser. Chewing. 
Tuck, you want to be on the podcast? All right, let's try four of them. Give it a fair shake. You want to be on the podcast, buddy? Hmm? We'll give you some dinner in a minute. <clears throat> nah. We'll give you some dinner. I just don't like four. I just, no. I don't even like it. I couldn't tell you what four. No, I know. Six. six ain't bad. Ain't bad. Pens running out. I love these notes. Don't like, subtle, ain't bad. <laughs> they, they do kind of start to blend together. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> Amanda doesn't like Big Bowl either. Oh, seven is weird. That's one of the weirdest tasting bourbons I've ever, or whiskeys. I can't say it's bad, but it's unique. Unique New York. Okay, so I'll tell you right now. I three is at the bottom of the list. Pretty sure four is right above that. <sighs> wow. Mm-hmm. Ah, you have the cheat list over there? No. This is my list. Mm. <coughs> I really no, yeah, four. And four are gone. Whew. Mm. Yeah, don't you feel like you're gonna be <laughs> yeah, it's nasty, dude. It's I mean, I haven't eaten in like twelve hours, but uh, those are whatever they are. Remind me never to touch them again. Mm. Ah, okay. Mm. Ah. Yep, my nose is running too. Yeah, I'm just running. Like making it through these is a is a battle. Mm-hmm. Ah. Sorry for all the noises to those of you who are actually listening to this. So far, what I have is um. Three is bringing up the rear, then four, and then one in order of terribleness. Mm. Two's, two's rather high. <clears throat> because I don't, don't want to drink any more of this, I think I'm going to go with a, a six, a two, five, seven. All right. Pretty <sighs> unbelievable. You right? right? So number one is... All right, my top six. is... Gentleman Jack. That's what did I say? I said if my number one's Gentleman Jack, I'm buying five bottles of it. <laughs> we can't be friends anymore. I think it's because there's it's the least flavored, and I I'm really not enjoying this right now. All right. All right. Two. Eagle Rare. Okay. Yeah, that was that one was smooth. Five. Four Roses. Interesting. Yeah, I don't understand this. Seven. District made. That one's super weird. I knew that one was going to be really weird. One is Oak and Eden. Okay. Four is. Wow. That's so bizarre. That is. I don't know how that's possible. Small batch. How can you like. Yeah. Four roses so high. That is weird. Because this is. Which one is this? One, two, three, four, five. Yep. That's your number two. Oh. See, here's the thing. There's not much to it. It's pretty, like, smooth-ish. Yeah. Where this one... Hey. Dude, that is way more pungent. That is, like... That, there is some stink on that Four Roses small batch. Wow. Pour me some of the gentlemen. All right, so do your, do your ranking oh. again. Best to worst. So, uh, sadly, I have Gentleman Jack at the top. And then? Which I feel like is... Solely because it's basically water. Um, Eagle Rare, which has become my new favorite. I'm sticking to that. 
then one, two, three, four, what is that? Four Roses regular, then District Made, then Oak and Eden, then Four Roses Small Batch, and then Soco. Yeah, I really don't like that small batch. Even if I want to try and that Oak and Eden stuff, that was that was powerful. Whew. Alright, need some food in this gullet after that. That's it. I guess I gotta drink some gentlemen. Gross. <laughs>